parents for podcasts. Amen. It's good to be back in church. Amen. 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 Um, just a few things. Uh, keep Andrew in prayer. He's going back to Florida tomorrow. And uh, you know, he's going to be traveling tomorrow and, uh, and, and going back to school. So keep him in prayer. Keep mom and dad in prayer too. Praise God. Uh, how many of you honestly believe in the power of prayer? Raise your hand. You believe in prayer. Praise God. Amen. How many of the how many of you, even though you you though you believe in the power of prayer, believe that you could pray more consistently and with more faith? Raise your hand. Yeah. Interesting, isn't it? Um, it's funny to me that that as followers of Jesus, we know that we have access to boldly go before the throne of God. Praise God. Amen? Amen. And we know that God hears our prayers. He's moved by our faith. And yet so often we pray inconsistently. We can even pray, our prayer life can even be haphazard. And it's often faithless in so many ways. You know, there's, there's, there's one thing when you, you know, when you're going down the street and something happens and you say a quick prayer, you know, um, for whatever reason, or, you know, you're just kicking back, relaxing, and you, and you pray. It's like, you know, I, I just, I don't know, sometimes I, I find myself just, just praying, and I'm thinking, God, am I really praying? You know, do, I, do you multitask while you're praying? You understand what I'm saying? Now, I know we need to pray constantly, you know, but, but you know, do we multitask sometimes while we pray? But why do you think it is that, that so many times our, 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 our prayers are, are not full of faith or they're inconsistent? You know, um, it's, like, it's like sometimes we just, I don't know, we just don't get it. I wonder if God ever sits up in heaven and he looks at our prayers and, and he says, that it's almost like an insult to him, the way that we pray. You know, the, the prayers that we pray are, are safe prayers. Are safe prayers. Well, in the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at some dangerous prayers. We're going to be looking at four different brand new dangerous prayers. And our, dang, our dangerous prayer tonight, today comes from the book of Acts. And it starts in chapter 4. So if you have your Bibles, and I hope that you bring your Bibles at least to church. Um, you know, it's going to be Acts chapter 4. And I'm going to give you the context of, of, this, of this reading before we, we go there. And before we do that, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I praise you and thank you for today. And Lord, I pray that as we come together... And read your word, that Holy Spirit, you would speak to our hearts and help us to gather the information that we need to just uh, be bold in what you have for us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So here it is, the context. Peter and John, 
they were, they were preaching with great faith on, on the death and the resurrection of Jesus. And they were praying for miracles. And, and there was this guy who had been unable to walk for 40 years. And, and, and you know, they, they prayed for this guy. And God miraculously healed him. And he was able to walk. Now, everybody knew this guy because he had been at the temple gate for 40 years. Just begging for alms. That's how he had money. That's how he ate and everything. It's... It's people were just generous to him or, or not. And, you know, they, he was begging alms. He was begging for money. And, and so Peter and John, uh, God through Peter and John healed this guy. And, and the only problem is, is that the Sadducees and the captain of the temple guard, some of the religious leaders thought that, that, that they were ahead of some kind of cultish movement here. And so these leaders arrested Peter and John and they put them in prison, put them on trial the next day before the Sanhedrin. And, and in the Sanhedrin, you know, it's not like a courtroom that we see today where there's, you know, there, there is a judge. But, you know, basically it's not just like one person asking questions. The Sanhedrin, when they, they put somebody on trial, they'd have these, they'd almost like circle the, the, the people and they just throw questions at them. And they were... They were, you know, they were asking them questions like, by what authority are you doing these miracles? And, and, and whose, whose name are you preaching? You know, what is this message that you are preaching? And Peter and John respond in, in Acts chapter 4, verse 10. And, and, and Peter, Peter, he's crazy bold here. He says things like this. Let me clearly state uh, to all of you that all the people of Israel, in other words, make no mistake, everybody. Make no mistake, he says, that this man was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene. The man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. Now that's bold. Everybody say bold. Bold, bold yes. That was bold because beyond measure because basically what Peter was saying was, Peter was saying that you killed him. You killed this man, Jesus, but God raised him from the dead. And one of the reasons this was bold, not just the fact that you said you killed him, but whenever Peter said God raised him from the dead, you see the Sadducees did not believe in any form of bodily resurrection. They did not believe in any resurrection. And what Peter essentially was doing, he was making a declaration of war. You did this. God this, did this. You're wrong. He was declaring war. And in verse 13, it says, the members of the council were amazed. They were taken back. They were shocked. They were blown away. They were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were what? Ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They were amazed that these regular, unschooled, ordinary guys were so bold. Now, you know why I think this is funny. The scripture verse is funny here because I preached about it before. The, the, they saw that these men were the 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 translation there 
when it says unschooled, ordinary, no special, they were idiots, is what they were saying. That's, that's, that's the thought that they had. Okay? They were blown away because these idiots who had no special training about them, they were incredibly bold for their faith. Now suddenly there's a little bit of a problem. Because they have this guy who couldn't walk, now suddenly he could walk. They had a problem. Because this guy, everybody knew him that went to temple. And yet... They knew he was crippled, but now he could walk. They couldn't explain that away. So what they did was they they threatened Peter and John because they were afraid that this movement was going to take over. They threatened Peter and John and told John, Peter and John, do not preach. Don't do any more miracles. Don't preach in Jesus' name. We're going to arrest you if you do. We'll beat you and we'll execute you. So what do you think Peter and John did when they could... When they could potentially not be, or they could potentially be physically beaten and tortured, but lose their lives, they do what we all do. They prayed, right? They prayed, but but let me tell you what these men did not pray. They didn't pray, "Oh God, keep us safe from these bad guys. Don't let anything happen to us. God, keep us." They didn't pray anything like that. But instead, they prayed. They prayed with the threat of death as they prayed a very dangerous prayer. Because following Jesus was never meant to be safe. Following Jesus was never meant to be safe. And I want to show you the prayer that they prayed. And this is a dangerous prayer. And we're going to... And, and I, I hope that we could pray this way as a church. Verse 29, they said this to God. Oh, now, a God, hear their threats. In other words, we know they plan to beat us and to kill us if we talk about Jesus. Hear their threats. And watch this prayer. What's it, what's it, what it say? And give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. Make me bold, God. Make us bold. Give us unshakable spiritual convictions that we have the courage and the faith to obey you no matter the personal cost. That's a bold, dangerous prayer, isn't it? Even though it might be painful for me, make me bold. All the religious leaders were were amazed at their boldness. So here's a personal question for you. How many people around you, how many of your friends, your neighbors, those of you who know you're a follower of Christ, how many people are amazed by your boldness? Think about it. On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the absolute lowest, 10 being the absolute highest, how amazed are people by your boldness. As we look at this prayer, I want to show you what God did. 
Peter and John prayed this in the middle of threats of their life. Oh Lord, hear their threats. Give us boldness to preach your word. Make us bold. Stretch out your hand with the healing power. Make miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And after this prayer, what happened? After the prayer, the place where they were meeting, what? Shook. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they preached the word of God more boldly. And here's what I love. After they prayed, after they prayed, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they preached the word of God boldly. Get that. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and they preached the word of God boldly. Well, you may say, oh, I'm not naturally a bold person. I'm kind of more quiet. I'm more timid. I'm more reserved. I'm kind of laid back type. I don't like being public with my faith. Listen, from the biblical sense, boldness is not a, a personality trait. When it comes to a biblical definition of boldness, it is not a personality trait. When the Spirit comes upon you, you can be naturally quiet and suddenly filled with the, the spiritual courage and boldness that comes out as a result of being filled with the Holy Spirit. That's part of the reason why God sent us the Holy Spirit. That's why He baptizes us with the Holy Spirit. To bring out that boldness so that we can be those, those witnesses of Him. So it's not a personality trait. It's the work of the Spirit. What I love about these guys is they prayed, the Holy Spirit came, and they preached with boldness. You can be very careful. And you can pray you non-dangerous, safe prayers. Or you can pray for boldness. Because that's a, a dangerous prayer. Because when you start praying with boldness, for boldness, you're going to see uh, ways that you can be bold like never before. You can talk about Jesus like, God, give me boldness. And bam, he's going to give you the opportunity to be bold. Be forewarned. And there's many ways that the Holy Spirit can prompt you to be bold. It might just be in conversation with someone, and some somewhere, some out of somewhere, God gives you the 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 question to ask them. Do you mind if I pray for you? And you're not even comfortable with praying out loud. But the next thing you know, you're, you're calling down heaven and believing by faith for the power of God to touch this hurting person that's right in front of you. You may be in a meeting where there's something that's being said or you're meeting with people and something that's said is inappropriate. And you just lovingly and, and, and appropriately say, no, let's not do that. We can be better than that. You might be bold uh, when everyone else is gossiping and trash talking somebody. And you just don't participate. And you walk away or even bolder yet. You say, come on, man. Look, we're better people than that. Let's stop, talk, let's stop talking about this. Bro. Let's stop the gossip, the rumors. Let 
Or you could just step in and you might say something like, hey, why don't I bring you to church next week? Not invite to church, but say, hey, why don't I take you to church? Come to church with me. I'll pick you up. See, there's a difference between going say, hey, man, I invite you to church, or I'm going to bring you to church. You want to get, I'll bring you to church this week. There's so many ways that God might manifest himself through the power of the Holy Spirit when you have the courage to pray, God, make me bold. What would happen this week if every day this week we prayed, God, make me bold? When you woke up in the morning, if you just said, God, give me boldness this morning. Before you go to work, before you you do whatever you do in your day, does God give me boldness? May I have the faith to believe that you'll show up and do what only you can do. Just make me bold. And here's Peter and John in the, in the midst of this very real possible persecution. They kept on preaching Jesus. They kept on watching God do miracle after miracle. People continued to get saved. And the high priest and the religious leaders said, we're going to stop you. Verse 18 of Acts chapter 5 says that they arrested the apostles and put them in public jail. But an angel of the Lord came at night, opened the gates of the jail and brought them out. Then the angel told them, get back to work, boys. They said, go to the temple and give the people this message of life. I dare you to pray God, make me bold. There are three aspects or attributes of boldness I can promise you will see. Three attributes of boldness that I promise you will see. When you pray, God, make me bold, there are three attributes of boldness that you will see. And the first one is not fun. Number one. Boldness. Almost always triggers spiritual opposition. Boldness always, almost always triggers spiritual opposition. Peter and John, they continued to preach boldly. Jesus is risen from the dead. Verse 18, they were arrested, they were put in jail. And this is the second time this week they've been put in jail. A lot of people would say, oh my gosh. You know I'm trying to live for Jesus and things aren't going well. Well, living for Jesus is not a formula for everything going perfect in your life. Whenever you serve him faithfully, there's often spiritual opposition. And the bottom line is this. If you're not ready to face opposition for your obedience of God, then you're not ready to be used by God. Let me say that again. If you're not ready to face opposition for your obedience to God, you're really not ready to be used by God. It's part of it. This is a dangerous prayer. Make me bold, God. And boldness often brings spiritual opposition. The second thing is really exciting, and it's this. Boldness often 
releases God's miracles. Boldness often releases God's miracles. In other words, when you live with bold faith, you'll often see the hand of God move miraculously around you. I want you to see this. In Acts chapter 5, verse 19, and, and it's, it's kind of funny, because you know, in certain translations, it's, it, it's, okay, Peter and John are in prison the second time, and Luke is reporting on this, and Luke said, this is the way he says it. He says, but an angel of the Lord came at night, comma, opened the gates to the jail, comma, and brought them out. Period. That's, that's how the translation is written. No explanation point. You understand what I'm saying? It's not like, it's not like the way that Luke wrote it was, was just like, okay, so this is what happened. An angel of the Lord came and opened up the, the, the gates of the jail and let them out. Now to me, it's like, man, an angel of the Lord came down explanation point open up the jail explanation point and let them out but but the way it reads here there's no explanation point it's not it's not like hey, you're not going to believe what happened next you know there's none of that it's the most amazing it's the most amazing thing it's like they were in jail and an angel showed up 10 foot tall you know eyes are blazing you know the sword as big as a, a Cadillac car, you know, and he let him out, you know. No, it's an angel of the Lord came. Tell you what, if an angel of the Lord came to me, let me out of jail, it would be like, bam, you know, be all over Facebook, you know. I'd try to take selfies with him and everything, you know. An angel showed up. I'm going to be talking about it, like amazed by it. But Luke just says, you know, they were praying, they were preaching, they were put in jail. An angel of the Lord showed up, opened up the gates, and they were let out. When you're walking in obedience with God, you are not surprised by the miracles of God. He just shows up. When you're walking in obedience, and God makes you bold and you're doing what he wants you to do. Don't be surprised when God shows up. When you start praying, make me bold. And the next thing you know, you're bold. Suddenly you see the power of God in your life in the ways that you've never seen it before. You know, you may start praying out loud for the first time. When you, know, when you don't even know how to pray, all of a sudden you're praying these prayers that are just like, man, where did that come from? That wasn't me. No, it wasn't you. It was God. The Holy Spirit speaking through you. You're praying with faith. Somebody, somebody might ask you a verse and when you're trying to share your faith with them and you're like, you know, they ask you a question and you don't know what to say and... and and then suddenly all these scriptures come out of you because you were faithful in sharing your faith and the Holy Spirit is there and he's speaking through you. Because you prayed, God, make me bold. When you pray, God, make me bold, 
and he makes you bold, he's going to help you out with that boldness. The third thing that I hope that you'll know of this is no matter what, boldness always requires faith. Boldness always requires faith. This week, if you pray, God, make me bold, you're going to have to be walking by faith. You're going to have to walk by faith. The angel of the Lord opened up the, temp- or opened up the, uh, the gates of that jail and then he says, go to the temple and give the people the message of life. Bible goes on to say, so at daybreak they went, entered the temple, and they began preaching immediately. So what did the angel tell them to do? Go back to doing the same thing that has gotten you arrested twice this week. Go back to doing what you were doing when you were opposed spiritually and begin preaching again. I mean, think about how bold that really was. Okay? Because technically, they broke out of jail. So where do you expect to see people that when they break out of jail is not where they were arrested the first time, not where they were never arrested for the second time, the same place that they were arrested the third time. Now they go back for the third time to, to preach the same message. When you pray for boldness, it requires faith. And you have to walk by faith. And here's the thing though, man. One of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is faith. God gives us not something that you can stir up inside of you. It's something that the Holy Spirit gives you as a gift. Because you prayed for boldness. You're walking by faith. God gives you that faith. Make me bold. Make me bold. And watch as the Spirit prompts you to do something that takes faith. And you may not see it in that moment, but you never know what God might set into motion through a single act of obedience. And here's the great news. Peter and John were bold. They were mega bold. And they served God faithfully. So you know what God did? You know how God blessed them? You know how he he rewarded them? Let me tell you that. Peter and John prayed with boldness. And they were incredibly bold for Jesus. Now you would think that what would happen was they'd be having this nest egg set up so they could retire comfortably and not ever have to work again. People often ask me, hey man, why, you know, why, why are you a pastor? I say, well, you know, people think that pastors get paid all this money. I, I don't know, you know. That, 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 I know there's some pastors out there. They make big bucks, man. They fly in private jets and all that kind of good stuff. Well, let me tell you, pastors don't make a lot of money. But I'll tell you what, the retirement plan is out of this world. Okay? 
But listen to what, what happened with Peter and John. Contemporary uh, historians tell us that John was arrested. John was eventually arrested, and he was actually boiled in oil, which would kill most people, but didn't kill John. So they couldn't, they couldn't kill him like they really wanted to, so they just set him on this island, and they exiled him, and he, he lived there alone you know, for the rest of his life. That didn't stop him, did it? No, that's how we got the book of the revelation of God. Okay? He was excommunicated. Peter, we know, according to first century sources, was martyred in Rome. And tradition tells us that they went to crucify, they went to crucify Peter as they crucified Jesus and, and Peter said, I'm unworthy to die as my Savior died. And he requested that he was crucified upside down. And that was the, his reward for being bold. So it's a dangerous prayer. Because obedience and boldness always, almost always triggers spiritual opposition. So don't worry when you, when you face opposition for your obedience and your boldness to God. Worry when you don't. I've said this before. In the United States, we as believers, there has been, now I know it's, it's growing a little bit here, but, you know, we have not been persecuted for our faith. And it kind of makes me wonder sometimes, are we being bold enough for God? So don't worry about when you face opposition for your obedience. Worry when you don't. How amazed are people by your boldness? If you know Jesus, you know, like I know him, you'd be forgiven. Like I've been forgiven. You want to be bold when you talk about Jesus. You want to let your light shine. Don't care if you face opposition because you want others to know the freedom and the grace available through God's son, Jesus. So what would happen if you prayed, God, make me bold? What would God do in you? What would God do through you? Remember, though, That's a dangerous prayer. God, make me bold. Father, I pray today that you would make us a church full of bold individuals. Help us to be courageous in dangerous faith. God, we pray for a spirit of boldness that your Holy Spirit would come upon us and use us. Not that we would be weird, annoyingly bold, Lord, but appropriately loving, full of grace. Stand up for that name that is above every other name. God, I thank you that over the next seven days, as we pray this week, Lord, make me bold. When you prompt us, help us, Lord God, to step out in faith. Empower us by your spirit 
to represent the glory, the goodness, the grace of your son Jesus in every situation, Lord. I pray that you would make us bold. And as you keep praying today, there might be some of you, let's just talk plainly here. Do you really know the grace of Jesus? Do you really know, whether you're in this room or watching us online, do you really know the grace of Jesus? Because when you do, it's hard to keep it to yourself. And there may be some of you that recognize that, that, and you could be like me, you could have grown up in church. Have all kind of head knowledge, but not heart knowledge, not that relationship. And some of you may may recognize that you're not really engaged in following Jesus. Who is Jesus? Peter and John said it simply. Jesus is the son of God. He was without sin and he died on the cross for the forgiveness of sins. And God raised him from the dead. So he defeated death, hell, and the grave. The Bible also says that anyone who calls on that name, that name that is above every other name, when you call on the name of Jesus, your sins are forgiven. The Bible says that you are a new creation. Old things are done away with. It's not like you're a better person. It's not like you're, you know, you're, you know, like, like rebuilt. It's you are renewed. You're completely different. You'll be filled with the Spirit of God. Filled with that Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. And you will belong to God. You will be a part of His family. And some of you If you're here this morning, if you're watching this and you want to say, I want that. I need that. You say, I need Jesus. Let me tell you something that Jesus said. He said, if you confess me publicly, I'll confess you before my father. So if there's those of you who say, I need this grace, I need his mercy, I need his forgiveness. Today I want to turn from my sins, I want to follow Jesus, and I don't care who's watching. By faith I give to, I give my life to him boldly at this moment. If that's your prayer this morning, would you pray with us? Amen. Just pray with us. Pray, Heavenly Father, forgive my sins. Jesus, save me. Make me brand new. Fill me with your Holy Spirit so I can follow you and live for you and be bold in all that I do. My life is not my own. I give it to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord.
If you prayed that prayer by faith this morning, I, I, you can see me after service if you want. You, we can help you grow. If you're watching us on Facebook, just shoot us a private message. We'll give you some information to help you in, in your next steps. Um, or just email us at middleriverag at gmail.com and we'll make sure that we get a hold of, you know, get some information to you so that you can grow boldly in your faith. Amen. Praise God. God is good, isn't he? Amen. Now let's talk about some boldness. Amen. Talk about some some missionaries that I believe that are bold in their faith for God. I'm going to ask Sister Barbara to come forward. I'm going to hand her a microphone so you can hear her. Actually, I'm going to put it right here. It's on. Trying to do this social distance thing. I got my hands. Good morning. It's good to see you. Mask and all. I recognize you even if you have your mask. Okay. You remember.